right, so we're recording. We're recording. Welcome to Dark and Creepy, creepy Things with Frank and Scout. Yay! I'm Scout. I'm Frank. Hooray! 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 Um, I don't. I think it's episode twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, maybe. Okay. Yeah, twenty-eight. Um, recording inside again. So let's hope the cats behave. Go yeah. to sleep, everybody. You, Let us record. You, why are you moving? Uh, we should thank our patrons. Yes. First patron is Bitten by the Bug. Yes. Who makes Japanese textiles and stuff. Are you speaking loud enough? Yes, I'm speaking loud enough. <laughs> Japanese textiles and stuff. Japanese yes. textiles and stuff. Um, then thanks, we have um, Ira Francis, creator <laughs> of the Brightside comic. Which you can find on the Googles. On the Googles. Um... That's all our patrons, isn't it? We have regular listeners. Oh, yeah. And our reg- they're patrons, too. But yeah. there's some businesses that they've asked us to to mention. Sean. <laughs> oh, Sean. Sindel. And Maya. Maya. Thank you, Thank patrons. You. I owe you all a sticker when I see you. All right. I have for you. You have for me a mother's day special mother's day special eh (laughs) um mother's day is a weird one because it's like different nearly everywhere around the world yeah america has this in like i want to say september why are you whispering i don't want i want to say september but i don't think that's right Mm. yeah mother's day i have no idea i don't really care um mother's day is the second sunday in my in may in in may in (laughs) australia yes okay well, I have for you the case of Kelly Lane. Okay. Have you heard of Kelly Lane? No. I'm listening to another podcast at the moment, which mm-hmm. is pretty much covering the whole Kelly Lane story, but it's one that I bookmarked for us for our podcast ages ago, like yeah. last year. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting, interesting case. So, Kelly Lane, born 21st of March, 1975, a former Australian water polo player okay. was convicted of the 1996 murder of her newborn baby, Tegan, and three counts of making a false declaration. Okay. So she murdered her baby. She murdered her baby. Baby Tegan. Tegan. Okay. You haven't heard of baby Tegan? No. Okay. It's uh, what year was this? 1996. 96. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a case that's been around I think a few different podcasts I listened to have covered it briefly as well um yeah Lane is serving an 18 year prison sentence and will be eligible for parole on the 12th of May 2024 after serving a period of 13 years and 5 months in custody hang on so she was given an 18 year prison yeah, sentence but you're still eligible for parole like before that yeah but she says she's eligible for parole in when was she given the prison sentence convicted in 1996 so yeah she's convicted in 1996 right she has an 18 year prison sentence mm-hmm. 1996 plus 18 is way before 2024 is it? yeah 96 oh maybe she wasn't convicted then she must have been she, con- that murder happened in 96, but I think she was convicted a lot later. Oh, okay. Because I was yeah. going to say... It took, no, it, listen to the case. Like, it took ages for it to all okay. come out. I was going to say, if it was 18 no, no, years, no. it means she would have been convicted in, like, 2006. Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so we'll find out more. Um, on the 18th of April 2011, Lane's lawyers lodged an appeal against her conviction at the same time as a Sydney taxi driver alleged he saw Lane dispose of the child. Oh, God. Her final application for appeal was rejected by the High Court in August 2014. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Has this piqued your interest? Vaguely. Keep going. All right. Early years and background. Lane is the daughter of Sandra, a water polo team manager. Why are you laughing? She is the daughter of Sandra. Sandra. (laughs) Just Sandra. No one else, just Sandra. And Robert. Oh, and Robert. Sandra and Robert. Robert Lane. Robert. A well-known surfer, rugby player, and retired police officer. I love the word well-known. We're like, I'm supposed to know who this person is, and yeah. I don't. No, we don't know rugby. We, Who's Robert Lane? It's all about Australian rules football. Who's Robert Lane? Yeah. Other people are aware of who Do you Robert. people know who Robert Lane is? Yeah. I don't know who Probably Robert Lane is. Probably if you follow rugby. Like, he actually was a national-level rugby player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Educated at McKellar Girls High School in Manly, Lane enrolled in an arts degree at the University of Newcastle and then went on to study at the Australian College of Physical Education while working part-time at Ravenswood School for Girls as a physical education teacher. Between 1994 and 1998, she was in a relationship with rugby league player Duncan Gillies. All a bit incestuous. Lots of rugby and water polo going on. An elite water polo player at national international level, Lane was a member of the silver medal winning Australian junior women's team at the 1995 World Championships in Quebec, Canada. Okay. Tegan Lane. On t- that's the baby. The baby. baby Tegan. Yeah. On 12th of September 1996, Lane, aged 21, gave birth to Tegan Lee Lane. That's a... Why would you do that? Tegan Tegan Lee Lane. Lane. At Auburn Hospital. Two days after giving birth to the child, Lane and Gillies, the boyfriend, Mm -hmm. attended a friend's wedding and there was no sign of the baby. The baby could be at home with someone else. In 1999, after being refused an abortion in Queensland, Lane gave birth to another child whom she decided to put up for adoption. Okay. Lane advised the social worker that this was her first child Uh. and that Gillies was the father. Gillies denied the claims. Okay. Um, So she had a baby. She had a baby. Tegan. No one ever saw her again. Okay. But, like, they said, oh, she wasn't at the wedding. Like, why would you bring, like, a three-year-old baby, three-day-old baby to a wedding? True, but we'll get there. And then and then she had another baby. Three years up, later. Three years later. Put it up for adoption. Because she was refusing abortion. Yeah. Which, <laughs> funnily enough, abortion is still criminalised in yeah, Queensland. Queensland. But anyway. Mm. All right. So, so now, the Department of Community Services Investigations. Prior to finding a permanent home for this child, the Department of Community Services, DOCS, yeah. made further investigations that led to finding that the child born in 1999 was in fact not Lane's first child and that she had given birth to Tegan Lane in 1996 at Auburn Hospital. Further investigations revealed that Lane had also given birth in 1995 Mm. during her four-year relationship with Gillies. Gillies claimed he was completely unaware of Lane's pregnancies. Uh, Okay, sure. (laughs) 
I'm guessing this person, because they're athletic, mm. they're quite slight. Oh, yeah. In other words, they wouldn't have any fat tone. Exactly. Fat. So it's going to be tone. probably pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious yeah. when a person who has no fat has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> when confronted with these allegations in October 1999, Lane initially denied the existence of the two earlier children. What? Several days. What? Tegan and the 1995 baby. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Several days later, she claimed that the middle child, Tegan, lives with a family in Perth. Okay. So Tegan's the third. There was two before Tegan. I thought that was the 95, then Tegan, and then the 99. No, there was a 90. Oh, I'm so confused. Yeah. So you, I'm right. Yeah, you're 95, right. 95, Tegan, Tegan 90, 99. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so that she just said that Tegan's living with a family in Perth. Yes. Okay. Concerned about the situation, the doc social worker alerted the local police who began investigations in late 1999. Okay. Yeah. So allegedly about this time, baby Tegan's, what, three years old? Yeah. And living in Perth. So the initial police investigations... After some initial tardiness, I love the word tardiness. Oh my god, it's such a stupid word. Oh my god, they were tardy. Tardy. In February 2001, Lane, who by now was pregnant with her fourth child, was interviewed by police. During the police interview, Lane claims that she had given the child, Tegan, to the baby's father, a man called Andrew Morris. So Gilles Gillies wasn't even the father of Tegan. Apparently not. Uh, okay. With whom she claimed to have a, have had a brief affair. So she was with Gillies right. all this time, but apparently had an affair with this Morris person. Yep. Yeah. Lane was interviewed by police again in May 2003, so it's like two years later. Yeah. This time she claimed the man's name was not Andrew Morris, it was Andrew Norris. <laughs> what? And that she had handed over the baby to him in the Auburn Hospital car park. Ugh, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. During police interviews, Lane claimed that she was forced to hide her pregnancies because of her fear of the reaction of her parents and friends. It was reported that during the police interviews, Lane said several times she felt alone when she became pregnant and, quote, I had no other choice. Manly Police referred the matter to the New South Wales coroner in 2005. Why were they? Re- re- why were they going to refer it to the coroner? No one's dead yet. No, no, they don't know it. They don't know anything. Anyone's dead yet. Yeah. Well. Why would they refer it to the coroner? Because they don't know where this baby or any of these babies what, are. What are so they thinking? Maybe they are dead. Yeah. They must have had suspicions. Yeah. The, yeah. Why, and because yeah. the story keeps changing. Like one minute it's with Gilly. She's with Gilly's. One minute it's with Morris, who's now Norris. Like yeah. And then yeah, like initially she says. said that Tegan was with a per family. And exactly. Per. So that's of course so many red flags. Yeah. At this point, it's already two thousand and five. Two thousand five. It's, really, at this it's point. been like nine years since Baby Tegan was what, born. And they've not located no one a nine-year-old. Baby Tegan is. Well, it's not a baby at this point. Well, no. it's a nine-year-old. Yeah. Well, coronial. The coronial. Is it coronial? Coronial. Let me have a look. Yeah, coronial inquest. Such a weird word. Coronial. Yeah. Coroner. Coronial. Yeah. Coronial yep. inquest. A coronial inquest into the disappearance of Tegan Lee Jane Lane. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want it uh, in the, I want it in the thing. Tegan Lee Jane. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a, 
Coronial. Coronial still doesn't sound Coronial. right. Coronial. The coronial inquest into the disappearance of Tegan Lee Lane <laughs> began in June 2000, 2000, <laughs> 2005 and ran until February 2006. That's a long coronial inquest. Yeah, that one's oh. really. Well, I didn't think that it went that long. How many months is that? That's, I don't know, not quite a year, but close to. Mm. The inquest was presided over by John Abernathy QC and heard that police had undertaken an extensive search for the child, including attempting to match DNA samples. The inquest resulted in the coroner declaring that he was, quote, comfortably satisfied that Tegan Lane is in fact deceased. Okay. And that he was concerned that baby Tegan had met with foul play, although he also stated that there still existed a possibility that she was alive somewhere. Okay. But they don't mention as, like, how it happened. It's just that it happened. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Well, I hope, well, I don't know yet. As in there's no, rest of the article doesn't say? I don't know, I haven't read the article before. Ah, yeah, true. Go on, go on, tell me more. (laughs) The coroner recommended that the brief of evidence and transcript of the coronial inquiry be forwarded to the New South Wales Homicide Squad for assessment and, if necessary, further investigation. Okay. So subsequent police investigations from 2006... Now it's been like 10 years God. since baby Tegan was born. Yeah. And who knows what happened to the other two children before. I'm guessing the Tegan coronial inquest didn't go on to the other two children. Police investigations focus on locating Andrew Morris or Andrew Norris, mm. the man that Lane claimed was the father of Tegan. Yeah. It was reported that police looked at birth registrations, official name changes, electoral rolls, recipients of Centrelink payments or other government payments for children, immigration records, police records, driver's licenses and vehicle registration records, electricity connection records, Sydney's white pages and Australian taxation office records. Police were unable to locate a man of that name or names who matched the profile. I was going to say, if they said we couldn't find a single person named Andrew Morris, I'd be saying they're lying. No. <laughs> Surely there's someone the named Andrew yeah. Morris in or this Norris. country. Or Norris. Yeah. Police also sought to locate Tegan Lane by searching the records of over 9,000 primary schools in Australia. Aww. A search process that lasted two years. Can imagine that would take a long time. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of, but that's the thing. If you think, I mean, keep going. I have thoughts about this. Okay, two girls named Tegan Lane were found in Queensland, and another possibility was picked up on a Torres Strait island. Finally, police excluded all possible leads. No, the police. The police investigators, assessing that they had no conclusive evidence or any physical evidence pointing to baby Tegan's death, decided not to charge Lane. However, they referred the matter, again, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's keep referring this matter. Yeah, because we don't know what's wrong with it, go over there. <laughs> yeah, and keep handling it. They referred it this time to the New South Wales Director of Public Prosecutions, the DPP, mm. uh, Nicholas Cowdery. In what the National Times described as an, quote, unusual step, Mm. on 17th November 2009, the DPP charged Lane with the murder of Tegan Lee Lane. With what evidence? What evidence do they say? Lane pleaded not guilty and the matter went to trial by jury. But what evidence evidence do they have to say that she did it? 
Because at the moment I'm not seeing any. No. Other than the baby is nowhere. Like we don't yeah. know where this child is. Well, wouldn't you assume that the mum no, had I wouldn't. To the I mean, I would assume the mother had something to do with her child's whereabouts, obviously. But I wouldn't assume that she killed her. Yeah. I would assume that she would pass it off to someone else. Mm. I wouldn't assume most people who have children, regardless of whether they want them or not, don't kill them. Yeah, but there's no fucking records at all. Like, yeah, she's literally gotten rid of everything. She could have just given the baby to someone and go, here's your baby, and not told yeah. her her name. True. So that means she could be living under a completely different mm. name. True. And not know that she's Tegan Lane. Yeah. And same with the other two kids. Which reminds me a bit, little bit, well, not really, but a little bit just at this point of the Madeline McCann case. And I was case. just about to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, because that's what we've said, like, yeah. by watching the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Like, imagine, like, she was handed off or sold or whatever, taken to another family. No idea she's Madeline McCann and could be watching stuff but about Madeline McCann, not knowing that's the, her name. And the only thing about Madeline McCann, though, how old was she for? Yeah. So you might remember some of it. This yeah. isn't a two-day-old baby. This is a yeah. four-year-old who has thoughts and feelings and emotions and memories. Yeah. But not it would take a lot to convince her that her name's not Madeline McCann, though. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, a four-year-old go, no, my man's Madeline. Mm. How long would it take for her to, to for her to be, I don't know, Stockholm syndrome yeah. into thinking that she's not? Yeah. Not, I don't and, think and that thi- long. And thinking about how much... We've spoken about this before. Mm. Madeline McCann is one case of a child who's gone missing mm. in Portugal. Yeah. And they were telling, saying in the Madeline McCann Netflix special about thousands of children who go missing in Portugal every year, mostly due to child trafficking. Yeah, it's a lot of child trafficking. A lot of child trafficking. And how they make such a huge deal out of this one case, mm-hmm. this one particular case, because the, the parents are English. Yeah, they're, they're white. They're white and they're English. And, and they're well they have a ton, a ton of money. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're both doctors. Yeah. And so, like, they have, again, so much effort has gone into finding this one child. And I feel that's the same with this case. The mother is a well-known water polo. Mm. Oh, it comes from a well-off family. comes from a well-off yeah. family whose pe- people, who are people we know. They spent two years going through records for one child. I know. I think about all the children in Australia who are missing. missing yeah. Imagine the amount of team of people it would have taken to, to delve into records yeah. looking for one child. That's true. Like, I feel like at the same, so the same, one side of me is saying, yes, it's horrible and we should be doing what we can to find this child. But other parts of me are going, it seems disproportionate, the amount of effort for one kid. Yeah, it's a high-profile family, so... And that makes me sad. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's like, you, like you should literally money can buy you a police investigation. Right? Think about all the other children who have gone yeah. missing. So trial process and criminal finding. The matter the matter was heard in the Supreme Court, presided over by Justice Anthony Wheely, with Mark Tedeschi, QC, as the Crown Prosecutor, and Keith Chappell, SC, defending Lane under instruction from legal aid and began on the 9th of August, 2010. I find it interesting she's got legal aid. Yeah, she didn't even get by her own lawyer. No, or her family didn't. Hmm, Hmm. interesting. The Crown alleged that Lane became pregnant five times over seven years during the 90s, terminating the first two pregnancies, placing two babies up for adoption, and allegedly murdering her baby, Tegan, on the 14th of September, 1996. That's interesting, though, because it sounds like they've confirmed that the other two have been taken up for adoption. 
Yeah. It sounds because she wasn't charged for the death of the no. other two. It was no. they have been found and yes, they were put up for a And there was probably paperwork and yes. stuff. Like they were able to follow a paper trail. Exactly. But with Tegan they couldn't. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. The jury heard that Lane concealed her pregnancies from her family and friends in order to protect her personal image and reputation. The evidence heard at the trial was similar to that presented at the inquest four years earlier. Mm. The major differences were the police searches that occurred in between and the discovery that Lane had left Auburn Hospital not at 2pm on the day Tegan disappeared but several hours earlier. The Crown produced evidence that as a motive for murder Lane was prepared to abandon her children at birth to increase her chances of representing Australia in water polo at the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games. Hmm. There was also evidence she believed children would interfere with her educational plans, her social life, and the regard in which she was held by parents and friends. It was also alleged that her friend's wedding on the 14th of September may have been a crucial factor, as Lane sought a permanent solution to a potential problem to hide evidence of the pregnancy and birth from family and friends. Hmm... I feel like saying, part of me feels like saying, why are you and you on some sort of contraception? If you I know. So why is she keep... having babies? And, she's... and obviously, I sex, you know, it didn't stop her from having sex. Yeah, but like, I understand not stopping you from having sex, but if you're so terrified of having children because you can't, you don't want to give up your sport or you don't want to deal with children. You don't want to miss out being in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I can totally yeah, understand well... someone holding off having children for those reasons. So take precautions. Take precautions. Yeah. Why the fuck are you still getting pregnant? Why are you still getting pregnant after the first time or the second time or the third time? Like, fucking take the pill. Make your partner wear a condom. When she can just get rid of the babies. Like, what? Who thinks, that that's, who thinks that's a that's a good reason no, considering abortion is just because you're from a well-to-do family and you're a sporting type and well-liked doesn't mean you're a good fucking person. No, of course not. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean you're a good person, but it doesn't mean obviously doesn't mean you're a smart person either. No. At various stages during the trial, clashes over points of evidence occurred between the crown and the presiding judge. The crown took one matter to the court of criminal appeal. At the heart of the crown's appeal was that Lane's lies, those concerns concerning Andrew Morris, Andrew Norris, and the story that she gave Tegan to a, quote, Perth couple, yeah. were indicative of Lane's guilt. Yeah, it's yeah. all that stuff we said before, that things yeah. aren't adding up. Yeah. Justice Willie had instructed the jury that Lane's lies did not equate to guilt, whereas the Crown claimed otherwise. I can't believe the fucking judge was just like, no, this Because I think in a way, it, like, it's not... She, she wasn't a confession. No, I know, but... So you can't really say that those particular instances mean she's guilty. It's just, like, there's no... But why lie so much? Because you're scared. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) The Crown won its case in the appeal court, and in summing up, Crown Prosecutor Sadeshi suggested to the jury that the three lies were evidence of consciousness of guilt. Okay. Lane's defence rested on the lack of evidence about how or where Tegan might have been killed. Yeah. The defence claimed that even if Lane had killed Tegan, the Crown could not prove she had done so deliberately or with the intention to kill. In the absence of evidence, Chapel called on Justice Willie to direct the jury to find Lane not guilty of murder. I didn't know that the judge could direct that. After hearing from the Crown Prosecution about similar cases involving circumstantial evidence, 
namely Kerry Whelan and Dorothy Davis. Must be other cases. Those names sound familiar. Yeah. Um, there's a link to Kerry Whelan. Okay. And considering the matter for a day, Justice really rejected the defence application. Chapel announced that Lane would not be giving evidence and that there would be no defence witnesses at all. No witnesses at all. Summing up, the cases lasted for over a week. Tedeschi taking two and a half days, Chapel taking four days. In directing the jury, Justice Wheelie asked them to consider, quote, not whether the accused is guilty, but whether the Crown has satisfied you beyond reasonable doubt that she is guilty. In other words, the, the ju- in other words, case. the fucking judge is saying she's guilty, but we don't have enough evidence to say that she's guilty unless you guys tell us. That yeah, we pretty do. much. So they're basically putting the onus on the jury to yeah. say, "Is this enough evidence for you to think?" Like, as a general public, do you think this is enough evidence? Yes. Yeah. In total, the trial lasted four months, and after deliberating for a week, on the thirteenth of December, twenty ten, the jury found Lane guilty of lying under oath in relation to documents dealing with her adopting out two other babies. Hey, can you repeat that sentence? Okay. In total, the trial lasted for four months, Mm -hmm. and after deliberating for a week, Mm -hmm. on the 13th of December 2010, the jury found Lane guilty of lying under oath in relation to documents dealing with her adopting out two other babies. Okay. So So she got done for the lying under oath. For lying under oath. Yeah. Okay. Yep, go on. Not even in relation to To baby Tegan. Yeah. The jury was not able to come to a unanimous verdict on the murder charge. Under advice from Justice Willie, the jury was given the option of returning a majority of 11 to 1 verdict. A little later on the same day, the jury found Lane guilty of murder of Tegan Lee Lane. Lane was refused bail. Okay, so going by that, the jury found her guilty except for one person. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because that's the thing, thinking about juries... People get caught up in jury duty. I wish I was. Yeah, but like this, this went for four months. I know, right? That's four months of you not getting work. Yeah, but they pay you. For I know it. they pay you, but they only pay you what your work would have paid you. Yeah. So if your work, say, only pays you $100 a week, you only get $100. Yeah, but I don't get $100. I know that, but I'm saying as an example. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, it takes up a lot Imagine of if you were called for jury duty and you were like a millionaire. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, you have to pay me $100,000 a week yeah. to be here. They probably wouldn't get chosen. They probably wouldn't. Yeah. All right. Sentencing. Sentence procedures commenced on the 11th of March 2011, again in the Supreme Court before Justice Veeley, with the Crown calling for the court to pay particular regard to general deterrence. What, I don't what does know that what. mean? <laughs> There's a link. Should I click what does the link say? Deterrence in relation to criminal offending is the idea or theory that the threat of punishment will deter, deter people from committing pro- crime and reduce the probability, probability and or level of offending in society. In other words, they're saying that you should make the crime, the person, you should make Lane spend lots of time in prison to stop other people from killing yeah, their children. Pretty much. Make an example. Make Oliver. an example, Oliver. Yeah. Yep general deterrence. It was reported that psychiatrist Michael Diamond, who had appeared before the hearing on behalf of the Crown, found no evidence of a psychiatric disorder and that Lane's decisions appeared to be based on, quotation, problem solving. (laughs) What? Well, she had a problem, she solved it. Why don't she just put her children up for adoption? 
Well, if she, she didn't really, with the others. She did with the others. Why? I don't why know. I don't know what happened. Tegan? I don't know what happened. What happened with Tegan? I don't know. On 15th of April 2011, Lane was sentenced to 18 years jail with a non parole period of 13 years and five months to be eligible for parole on the 12th of May 2023. So she wasn't sentenced until 2011. Yeah. When did she kill this kid? 1996. 96. That's 10, so 15 long. years later. That she got to live without... Without... No. Well, I mean, obviously she was investigated, yeah, but... But, you know, she didn't have to deal with consequences, really. Until 15 years yeah, later. When fast. this person... When this so-called Tegan, if she's still alive, is now a fully-fledged human. Yeah, I know. Appeal. Lawyers acting for Lane lodged an appeal against her convi- conviction on the 18th of April 2011. The same day, claims were aired in the media that a taxi driver saw Lane dump the baby in bushland en route to Manly. According to lawyer Chris Murphy, the taxi driver collected Lane from Auburn Hospital and stopped on River Road at her request. But why? I believe that came out the same day. But that she why? Was getting, why didn't bring it, come it out, out now? Why, why not bring it out? Why didn't it? Fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's interesting that it um, that it was just happens to come out in the media that day. I think that's ripped. I think. I think. think? I I don't think that's. Coincidence. I think it's... I don't think... It couldn't be coincidence. No, so... There's something up with that. Yeah. Murphy claims that the driver believes that Lane left the baby in bushland and returned to the taxi where they continued on to Manly. Murphy claims that the driver returned to the site where the baby was allegedly left and found a woman there. Oh. According to Murphy, the driver claims that the woman stated she would attend to the needs of the baby and the driver then left the scene. Why wouldn't you report that? I don't know. That, that's fucking terrifying yeah, know, and right. strange. Why yeah. wouldn't you report that? Police are investigating the claim, the claims made by the driver. Are they still investigating Must it? Be. Some news reports allege that since being jailed, Lane has been bashed by other inmates, yeah. <laughs> causing facial injuries. Suck shit. Huh? Lane has responded by denying such incidents. Yeah, I mean, if she is, I mean, you've, you've said this before, but baby killers and children. Ooh, yeah. children Pedophiles and baby killers cop it hard in yeah. prison by other especially, inmates. Especially, I think, in a women's prison. Oh, yeah. An appeal was lodged and was heard in the New South Wales Court in criminal appeal between July and December 2013. The New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal dismissed the appeal. Lane made a further application for leave to appeal to the High Court and that application was rejected in August 2014. Exposed, the case of Kelly Lane. In September 2018, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, ABC, mm-hmm. aired a three-part documentary which featured interviews with Lane conducted via six-minute telephone calls from inside jail. I didn't even know about this. I'm totally going to have to look it up. Yeah. It was the first time that Lane had given interviews about the case, having approached journalist Caro Maldrum Hanna via a letter. Through interviews with experts, witnesses, family members and acquaintances of Lane and the intensive re-examination of evidence, the program cast doubt on the soundness of Lane's trial and subsequent conviction. The program also detailed instances of slut-shaming and media bias that may have produced prejudiced the case. Hmm. Academics subsequently called for an urgent review of Lane's case. 
next Interesting weekend, about the slut shaming thing. Mm. I can understand where that comes from because especially back in like when was this? The 90s. 90s. Yeah. For a woman to have five children in the space of what? Six, six years, years was, yeah. it would be like whoa what the fuck are you doing yeah and, and giving them up for adoption and all that stuff and terminating two of them like yeah. people would be asking questions people would be making assumptions um so i can understand that but it's interesting that they brought that up mm. yeah. um i suppose nowadays it wouldn't it wouldn't be a case that's still i'd still be slut shaming but what does the what does the other podcast have to say about this I'm still going through it. Like yeah. It's slowly retelling. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm annoyed that this um, Wikipedia article doesn't really have anything about the, like, the evidence and stuff. Like, yeah. How do they think that she killed baby Tegan? Well, obviously there wasn't any evidence. No. Because that's what, that's what the defence said. Yeah. So there's no evidence to say, uh, or no evidence of what she actually did. Yeah, exactly. So you can't convict her because mm. there's no, there's no, there's no mode of killing. There's no. Yeah. And what's her? What's her? I mean, they have a they, they have, have a motive, motive. Yeah, yeah. But they don't have a, a way. They no. don't have what's what's that called? Like a a method. Hmm. Yeah. There was no evidence to say she's even dead. She yeah. might not be dead. I know, right? Um, like, why convict her for murder when there's no reason she could be dead? And I suppose that's why it took them a week to figure out a, yeah. to figure out a, um, a, the jury a week to figure out a, um, uh, fuck. What can't you speak? What's it called when they decide if something's guilty or not guilty? An outcome? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right well, now. Well, you know when the... It, I've... Mm, I guess it's the reason why it took them a week to figure out whether she was guilty or not guilty mm. in the jury room because there's no clear cut evidence to say the child's even dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a link to the first reference is a link to an article in the Sydney Morning Herald. Okay. Of, on December 13th, 2010, the headline, Callie Lane screams and collapses as jury finds her guilty of murdering baby Tegan. Um, so it says Kelly Lane has been found guilty of murdering her baby daughter Tegan. On hearing the verdict, Lane sobbed and collapsed in the dock of the Supreme Court. Lane screamed out, "Oh no!" and fell to the floor. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! The court was closed as court officers, her lawyers, and family members rushed to her aid. Oh, A no. paramedic was called to attend to her. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Her mother, who was in the public gallery, also sobbed and many jurors had tears in their eyes. Oh my god. I oh, know. In refusing to continue her bail, Justice Anthony Willey said he didn't want to give Lane false hope as the crime she had been found guilty of carried a substantial sentence. But he had said he felt, quote, great sympathy for Lane. As court officers attended Lane in the in the dock, the judge temporarily adjourned the hearing but told the jurors they would return shortly as he wished to speak to them. Okay. The verdict came after the jury delibera- deliberated for a week after a four-month trial. Earlier, the jury also found Lane guilty of three counts of making a false statement on oath in relation to documents dealing with her adopting out two other babies. Earlier today, the jury foreman told the judge, Anthony Willey, they had not come to a unanimous verdict on the murder charge and it was unlikely that further deliberations would produce one. 
Justice Wheelie told the jury to continue discussions, giving them the option of returning a majority 11 to 1 verdict. The case has intrigued the public for more than five years since an inquest into Tegan's disappearance revealed the astonishing fact that Lane, 35, managed to keep three pregnancies secret from her family, friends, and even her long-term boyfriend. I don't believe that. I don't believe I do. she, you, like, she could keep it yeah, secret. For sure. How would she be able to keep know, it secret? Just, when I think she some has... other podcasts I was listening to were just saying like she would wear like big jackets and oversized jumpers and all that kind well, of she stuff. She must have had the babies during winter because how would you get away Maybe. with that in summer? Yeah, that's true. Mr. Tedeschi said that when Lane fell pregnant five times over the course of seven years in the 1990s, she had sought a permanent solution to all the pregnancies, terminating the first two, adopting two babies out and allegedly murdering Tegan. Tegan was the second of three babies she carried to term and delivered without those closest to her even suspecting she was pregnant. She put her first and third babies up for adoption, but a year ago, Lane was charged with Tegan's murder. Tegan Lee Lane was born on September 12, 1996. Yeah, we got that. So two days later, Lane left Auburn Hospital with her daughter. There was no sign of the baby when she attended a friend's wedding at Manly that afternoon, and a nationwide investigation has found no trace of the child since. That's what I find interesting. Like, how? Even if baby Tegan is not dead, like, how does the baby just vanish with no fucking paper evidence? Because I told you, because she probably didn't have a birth certificate yet. Because mm, she, she left the hospital. Yeah. And you can't do. You don't get birth certificates until later. Yeah. And the baby will probably, if it was still, if she's still alive, given to someone with no name. And so this baby just exists. Yeah. You, you gotta find. You gotta find somebody in the world in Australia who doesn't have a birth certificate. Yeah. Because this person who grew up, grew up. What's it called? As Tegan, she wouldn't have a birth certificate based on where she was born or anything because. Yeah, but fake birth certificates sort of thing like people forge those I know though but like that but like okay if Tegan should be one of the ones now, one of the many people who happen to have a birth certificate that say they were born on the first of the first yeah she yeah. probably would be yeah and that's really sad yeah at the trial Lane pleaded not guilty and maintained she gave the newborn to the child's natural father whoever that may be whoever that is yeah in police and, and that's not slut shaming she's just making up it's based on the fact that she's making up names of, yeah yeah, one minute it's her long-term boyfriend, yeah. Gillies. In police interview, she named him as Andrew Morris or Norris, a Balmain resident with whom she had a brief affair. In one of several different accounts given to social workers and police, she said that after Andrew agreed to raise the child, she handed two-day-old Tegan over to him, his mother and his de facto partner, Mel, at the hospital. Okay, then have they interviewed those two, those three people? Over the years, police have conducted a fruitless national search for Andrew. Remember, they couldn't That's find an, right. actual, an Andrew Norris or Morris. Who'd With a mother that. and a partner yeah. named Mel. Yeah. Investigators tracked down men named Andrew Norris or Morris in the age bracket given by Lane and ruled them out as having taken Tegan. Mm. The prosecution contended the man she described had never existed. Okay. The Crown case was that Lane murdered Tegan to rid herself of the responsibility of raising a child. 
At the time, she was twenty-one year, was a 21-year-old physical education student and water polo star with dreams of making the Australian team at the Sydney Olympics. She was also terrified of how her family and friends would react if they knew of her pregnancies and did not want to tarnish her, quote, golden girl image, Crown Prosecutor Mark Tedeschi QC told the court. Mr Tedeschi said that when Lane fell pregnant five times over the course of seven years, um, this is that quote I read before. In the 1990s, she had sought a permanent solution to all her pregnant, all the pregnancies. Blah blah blah. But the defence said there was no proof that Tegan was dead, let alone that Lane had murdered her. Yep. On the contrary, 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 not contrary, contrary, contrary. On the contrary, contrary, she had done the responsible thing by giving the baby to her natural father. Defence barrister Keith Chapel, SC, said, mm. "True." The fact that she legally adopted out two other children supported her story that she had given given Tegan into somebody else's care. Yeah. But why? Why does that one not have paperwork? Mr. Chapel said tens of thousands of girls remained unaccounted for after the police searched for Tegan. Hmm. Yeah. The failure to find Tegan or Andrew could be explained by names having been changed. Yes. I mean, maybe Andrew, like this Andrew, gave Kelly Lane a fake name anyway when they had the affair. Probably could have. If you are looking for a needle in a haystack and you are looking for the wrong name, the search is useless, Mr. Yeah. Chapel told the jury. Yeah, because Tegan's probably not Tegan anymore. And Andrew was probably never even Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. The trial began on August 9th with jurors hearing from about 80 witnesses and sifting through masses of documents. But before sending the jury out to consider the verdicts, Justice Anthony really pinpointed the basic issues. Mm. He told them that if there was a reasonable possibility Tegan was alive or that Lane had handed her over to the father or anyone else, then they must acquit her of murder. But if they were satisfied beyond reasonable doubt that Lane caused Tegan's death by a deliberate act and that it was done with the intent to kill her, she should be found guilty. That's an interesting that 11 out of the 12 mm. jurors said, yeah, she's guilty. That's the thing I wouldn't. I don't you see... didn't know that. You didn't, like, sit through all that court True, time. And but from what I've... Even what see Kelly small... Lane in person... What the small amount of information you've given me so far, mm. I would say no, because I have no evidence to say that she did. Except all the lying. The lying is not evidence to murder. People lie for all sorts of reasons. Murder is only one of them. She probably was just really scared. Of what? <laughs> the police. People are scared of the police. Yeah. Imagine the police coming up to you and asking about what happened to this kid. Of course, you're going to mm. say the answer first that makes the most sense. Yeah. Like, I had it with my boyfriend. Yeah. And then, and then, like, it makes no sense to you. It makes you feel better because it means you don't have to, uh, don't have to confess to a fucking, to you having sex with someone while you're in a relationship with someone else. Like, I still don't know how, like, she obviously did the right thing with two of the other children and, you know, giving them up for adoption the right way. Why didn't she go through the paperwork with this one? Because she, uh, 
gave she's it to the natural born father. Such a hurry getting to this fucking wedding. Yeah, because she didn't want people to think she was pregnant. Yeah. Why would she miss the wedding when she said she was oh, going to the wedding? Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous, though. No, but at the same time, none of this evidence say to me that she killed her. I don't know. There's heaps of articles that um, are linked to it. But it's also interesting that that taxi driver then mm. came forward saying that, you know, she's Yes. And, you know, but then again, that's still not evidence to say that she killed baby no, Tegan. No, it's not. They could have been prearranged to leave the baby on the side of the road yes. have the other woman come and pick her up. And, yes. But then in court, she's lying under oath saying she handed the baby over to Andrew Norris Morris but obviously, and his mother and his partner in the car park but of the hospital. That's the thing. Well, but she's mean, lying under oath regardless. Well, you don't know if that taxi, dri- taxi driver's claim is true either. The fact that that taxi driver's claim came out on that specific day when she was going in for a, an appeal mm. is incredibly suspicious. Yeah. Like, why did that come out on the same day like where did that come from mm. like it must be that either the taxi driver has been paid off to say that or why though why not like well because people want to try and make they don't want they don't want the law to think they made a mistake mm. that's true I think yeah maybe the taxi driver was paid off by the government or the police station or something to hold off on that inf- either to hold off on that information and wait to this particular day to mm. say it so that it would have an impact on her appeal or to make up a story and then say it on that particular day. Either the story's real or it's not, but I don't think the fact that it hap- that, that it was revealed on this particular day is coincidence. Yeah. It's too consequential mm. to be coincidence. True. You want to hear it? Um, there's a 2005 article from the Sydney Morning Herald again mm. with the title and uh, the headline, I had no idea Kelly was pregnant. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this long-term partner, Duncan Gillies, the rugby player. Yep. Yeah, it's an article that quote is about him. Yep. Rugby player Duncan Gillies was blindly in love with water polo star Kelly Lane. The former rugby union and league player told Westmead Coroner's Court yesterday that during the mid-1990s, Lane was the love of his life and, quote, if she had got pregnant, I would have jumped at the chance to start a family. Mr. Gillies did not know how close he got. Ms. Lane, now 30, that's back then. Yeah. 2005. Yep. Um, Mr. Gillies did not know how close he got. Ms. Lane, now 30, bore two babies during their four-year relationship. She just allegedly neglected to mention this to Mr. Gillies. <laughs> I hate this article already. I don't know. Not the baby girl Ms. Lane... Not the baby girl Ms. Lane legally adopted out in 1995, about a year after they started going out. And not Tegan, born at Auburn Hospital on September 12th, 1996. As Mr. Gillies told the court, he was not skulking around to see if the woman he loved was having babies behind his back. Again, how does he not know that she was... Did they live together? I don't know. The only way I can possibly think of this happening is if they didn't live together. How could you not notice that she had morning sickness? Yeah, but even so, even if they didn't leave to live together, they still would have seen each other at least once a week, right? Yeah. What you'd think. And how did he not see that she was... I don't know, her boobs were getting bigger yeah. or her stomach was know, getting right? bigger. How did... Okay, I know some people make the joke that men are completely useless and they don't no- notice anything. Yeah. But this is like the ultimate case of a man not, man not noticing yeah. something. Um... Mr. Gillies attended a wedding with Miss Lane two hours after she left hospital with Tegan two days following the birth. 
but Tegan's birth remains unregistered and she has not been seen since mother and child left the hospital. And I do know from some of the podcasts I've heard that there was a pretty sure CCTV like footage of, of her, her leaving just the leaving the hospital. Was she given permission to leave? No. Oh, so she no. just got she was up meant and left. to wait for something. Yeah, and she, she just, just left. got up and left. Yeah, but it was there was a, obviously wasn't CCTV footage in the car park for her handing this baby over. Yeah. I mean, it was 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get away with anything these days. Police suspect Tegan is dead, but Miss Lane says she gave the child to an Andrew Norris, the supposed father who arrived at Auburn Hospital with his mother and partner Mel to take custody of the child the day she checked out. Police have found no one who knows these people and no evidence they exist. Mm. Again, even people who don't know these people, like, it's weird. And then there was Ms. Lane's third child, a boy conceived after Mr. Gillies had broken up with her and headed overseas. Ms. Lane recorded Mr. Gillies as the father of three babies, two during their relationship and one afterwards. DNA tests have shown he has no relationship to the first and health services and adoption staff have recounted a litany of misleading or incorrect information Ms. Lane provided through the adoption processes. Mm. Yeah, she's a compulsive liar. You don't know that. Yeah, but we it, know that. No, but what, everywhere she's going, um, is she's just—it's just thwarted by her lies. Like no one can trace anything because she's lying you everywhere. You don't know that she's lying. It what? says everywhere she's lying. Everywhere she goes, they can't trace anything about any of the children because she's lying, and no one knows the truth. And then she got busted lying three times under oath in court, at least. She's a liar. Okay, she's a liar, but I still don't think she killed her child. Like, I'm not saying that. I said she's a compulsive liar. And you got you're defensive saying, No, because about you're it. saying that you look at me with this face like this would be like worse than murder. It is worse than murder. No, she's worse. lying under, under oath. Doesn't it make it worse than murder? <sighs> just because you like murder. Just saying, like, if she fucking did it, just fucking say she did it. Like, oh, hang on. You, if you said that you did it, you still face 18 years of jail. Well, she's going to be in there anyway. So, okay. It was so, just actually funny. 18 years of jail seems high, given that how, how many years mm. people in our country tend to get for murder. 18 is the standard for a life in prison. I thought it was 18 or 15. Yeah, but no one ever gets that. Yeah, I think, Even yeah, the other I child think, killers that have been high profile in the yeah. media don't get fucking 18 or 15, 15 years. But she might have gotten an extra few years for lying under oath. Exactly. It seems like the lying under oath is more punishable than yeah, the possibility it, of murdering in, a child. It's, it's um, obstruction of justice. It's a big thing. So is murdering. Yeah, but 15 years versus three years? Yeah, oh. 15 years is a much longer time. No one, that's what I'm saying. She's like the only one who's gotten 15 years. No one else, no other child killers in our country ever get that much. They, they might, get like five years, if they, that. Well, they might get life, but they don't get... No, they don't. They don't yeah, but they might be eligible for parole. No, but they don't, they don't get life. All the cases I've read, none of them have gotten life. Even the Farquharson, who was, I think, was the one that threw his kid off the Westgate Bridge. Mm. He didn't get life. What did he get? He got like a few years. I don't understand that. That's what I mean. Like murder. But that's he didn't weird... lie. He didn't lie. Therefore, the judge went easy on him. 
But that's the really annoying thing then, is that she's being judged on... That's what I mean. She's been judged on her lying, which yeah. I understand lying is a bad thing, but it's not... It's fucking that's a lot less I'm worse sa- than thank murder. You. That's what I'm saying to you. So I'm saying the 15 to 18 years seems really fucking high, and she's only getting that because they're making a bloody um, example of her, and the fact that she lied so much. Yeah, that's but, why she's getting such a high sentence, but that not pisses, the possible murder. That pisses me off. Yeah, it pisses me off too, because n- never in any other cases are children's lives worth that much. Yeah, and I mean, you know I mean? Either, make it, either make an example of her and only do what you would intend to do for any other child killer. That's not. Because it's like, oh, she's a liar and she's a slut, so we must give her Exactly, more that's years. what I'm saying. That's fucked. That's what I'm saying. Like, men who have killed their children do not get that long. And the men who have killed their children are normally ones where you, I don't know, have footage of them throwing their baby off a bridge Yeah, and versus then her. And they're the ones that are in the media, like, he was a good bloke, he was a family man. Yeah, and then her, oh, we have no evidence to actually say she actually killed her child. But we're going to convict her of 18 years. 18 feet. years anyway, yeah. because she's lying. That's what I'm saying. It's really You're fucking... convicting her for lying, not for murder. Yeah, that's You're just I mean. saying it's murder. Yeah. So they want to make an example of it. Well, who the fuck was the sentencing the judge? This wheelie guy. Yeah, it's fucked. It's probably a fucking Christian. Probably. Probably a white Christian yeah. male. Yep, yeah, for sure. He's a judge in Victoria. I mean, no, in Queensland. Queensland. Or was it New South Wales that she was charging? It was New South Wales. It was up there somewhere. It was up there, not, not in Victoria. Okay. Um, uh, so back to Gillies, the yeah. man who notices nothing. Asked yesterday if he had noticed anything unusual during those years when they were having sex, perhaps. Mr. Gillies told he couldn't. The court, he hadn't a clue. Can you repeat that? Yeah, it's really written badly. Asked yesterday if he had noticed anything unusual during those years when they were having sex, perhaps. Mr. Gillies told the court he hadn't a clue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not know? And then he says, quote, I understand how it looks. It seems ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but it just seems common sense that I would pick up on her having a baby, Mr. Gillies said. I had no comprehension whatsoever that she had two babies in the years that, in the years that we were together. <laughs> You're um, a fucking idiot. Yeah. When counsel assisting the inquest, Rebecca Beecroft, Beecroft pressed him to remember any odd behaviour, his temper quickened. Quote, I wasn't skulking around in the dark to see if the woman I love was having babies out the back door. Or maybe you should have been. Yes, he had seen Miss Lane naked. And yes, their sex life had been business as usual, according to his statements to police. He testified that early in his relationship with Miss Lane, he had cheated on her with one of her friends, Taryn Woods. So they're just cheating on each other. Okay. Yeah, monogamists do that. Huh? Monogamists do that sometimes. Um... Another of her friends, Lisa Andrietta, testified yesterday that while she did not like Mr. Gillies and how he treated people, Ms. Lane was of good character. Police, well, that's what Ms. Lane was like presenting to everyone, wasn't she? Police had been interested in speaking to Ms. Andrietta after Ms. Lane told them her friend knew Andrew Norris. Mm. There is no Andrew Lawrence. Norris. How do you know there's no Andrew Lawrence? Because oh, they can't find any Doesn't evidence matter. of an Andrew Norris. You, Andrew you Norris. just said that before that his name might not have even been Andrew Norris. That's what Norris. I mean. There is no person called Andrew Norris. No, there is no person called Andrew Norris, but he could have been a person. <laughs> 
true, but his name wasn't Andrew Norris. Okay, fine. His name wasn't Andrew Norris. She's but claiming mean that, that the friend exists. knows Andrew Norris, someone called Andrew Norris. Ms. Lane, a former teacher at Ravenswood School for Girls, said she was having trouble contacting her friend. Oh, how convenient. Everyone's just lying and it's annoying. Um, who had moved to Britain. Of course she did. But then managed to spend Christmas of 2002 in Britain with Miss Andriata. Miss Andriata said yesterday she did not remember any Andrew Norris, although, as Miss Lane had since told her, that might be because she paid no attention at the time or had forgotten. <laughs> I don't know. So he said, she said. Yeah, she and said. I, I don't think there's enough evidence to say she murdered her child. In my no, opinion, I don't think there's no. There's and no I usually weapon. think I usually think someone's always a murderer, but in this case, I don't think so. Yeah, no. there's no weapon. Mm. There's no DNA. There's no crime there's scene. No there's nothing. There's yeah. no blood anywhere. No, I think either, it's not like she got back in the taxi and was like covered in blood. No, I mean, and also I find the whole taxi driver thing yeah, really suspicious. Weird. And I understand, like, I, I mean. I don't think she killed the baby. No. I honestly don't. I think it's just a case of she tra- did something. She did something in a panic, trying to get rid oh, of this child. I don't know if it was in a panic. But it could have been, and then it did she's it. She's done it so many times though. Yeah, but obviously this time she couldn't get it terminated for whatever reason, and she couldn't get it adopted out for whatever reason. What else do you do? You panic. You don't want this kid. I think she didn't go through the proper process like she did with the other children to yeah. get her, get baby Tegan adopted properly. Yeah. I think because she was in this hurry to get to this fucking wedding, which was all just about keeping up the facade of her being like this awesome golden girl. Yeah. Right? And getting, you know, with, with her partner Gillies to get to this wedding that she panicked and went, yeah. shit, I'm not getting out of the hospital quick enough. This process is taking too long, whatever, whatever. I need to get rid of the freaking baby. Yeah. It is problem solving. Like yeah. The, yeah, but it, I mean, I don't... I don't know if that's illegal. Huh? The way that she... If if that's the way that it happened, if that's the course of events, I don't yeah, know if that's illegal. Well, yeah, it's abandoning a child. Like, but you're, you're giving supposed, a child to someone else. No, but no, you're meant to follow the... You can't just... It's, it is illegal. You cannot just have a baby and just give it to someone. You have to follow like the proper channels okay. to have the make I mean, sure it's all, she... make sure guardianship and all that's followed through with and yeah. paperwork. There is no fucking paper trail of this well, child. What if she did intend to have a paper trail? Yeah, she didn't. That's what I'm saying. She didn't. It sounds like she did intend to, but you know, she's obviously panicked, thinking I've got no fucking excuse if I'm going to be late to this wedding. Yeah. Like she literally left the hospital and turned up at the wedding. Yeah. Like. You know, she was obviously panicked trying to get to this wedding to keep up the whole facade of being the perfect Kelly Lane. Yeah. That she panicked and just got rid of the child. Well, what if she meant to get rid of the child and then contact Andrew again to make sure the paper trail was followed and then couldn't get into contact yeah, with maybe. him again? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he, yeah, just pretended nothing went wrong yeah. and never spoke to her again. Yeah. At the time, he... Oh, who are we talking about? Louise? Um, no. No, no, no. I've skipped, I've scrolled down for some reason. Um, yeah, the whole thing about the friend being in Britain and that she mustn't have paid attention. Right, so Ms. Lane's father, Robert Lane, a former policeman, told the court this week that he believed his daughter's latest account of Tegan's disappearance, but did not ask about the three secret pregnancies and missing child because, quote, I didn't want to alienate her. 
think I've actually seen. Yeah, now I'm remembering. I have seen an interview with the parents. Yeah. Robert and Sandra, was it? Robert and Sandra. Sandra. Of them going, no, we didn't like. We didn't want to pry. Like we didn't. We <laughs> oh didn't know. God. We didn't notice she was That's pregnant. That's so. Um, what's it called? Waspy. Yeah, it is very waspy. Oh, we didn't want to pry. Yeah, yeah. Um. At the time, he and Ms. Lane's mother discovered their daughter was suspected of hiding the alleged killing of Tegan. They were, quote, detached to some extent because we had a wedding coming up. <laughs> Everybody's going so on about waspy. this fucking wedding. Ms. Lane's husband, whom she married after splitting up with Mr. Gillies and whose name has been suppressed. Oh, she got married. Okay. She got remarried. She got remarried. Oh, she got married. Well, she got married later. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly Lane got married later. So Ms. Lane's husband, whom she married after splitting out with Mr. Gillies and whose name has been suppressed, had, was similarly incurious. Incurious. I don't know that's a word. Incurious. Asked if he had asked why she omitted to mention three pregnancies until a year after the police began investigating her bogus excuses about the missing child, he said, quote, we haven't discussed that kind of detail. Me trying to pressure her into it, trying to remember things isn't going to assist her. Why are these men so fucking blind? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you got told from your partner, oh, they're investigating a bunch of children that I had in the 90s. <laughs> would have been like, um, what? Um, what? <laughs> Tell me more. What's going on? Like, <laughs> you would invest, you would probe. Oh, no, he didn't want to pry. <sighs> Nevertheless, If you quotes, told me that you had a bunch of kids wait, wait, in the wait. 90s, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? Tell me more. Nearly What's finished, going on? Why? How? Where are Nearly these children? finished reading this news article. No, Dumb just, news article. Yeah, go on. Nevertheless, quote, we have a reasonably open relationship and we're able to discuss all manner of things. Are you, though? Quote. No, obviously not. <laughs> are you, though? Yeah. Um, the inquest continues. Interesting. It's so infuriating. Everything about this is infuriating. The fact that she's a liar is infuriating. The fact that she couldn't even get an abortion, like, legally is infuriating. Yeah. The fact that no one was there to help her is infuriating. The fact that, um, yeah, she thought that she had to lie under oath is infuriating. The fact that these men didn't fucking, and her family didn't even notice all the pregnancies is infuriating. Like, and... I and the fact that this kid is still missing or dead, but probably not dead, probably just missing. Yeah. And living under a completely new name has no idea she was once fucking baby Tegan. Yeah. Right? It's all infuriating. I don't so think, many lies. I don't think she really had the uh, option of anyone really helping her because she didn't want anyone else to know. It, I mean, it's like, that's the thing. She's oh, so desperate to hold on to this view that mm. she is the golden girl that she didn't ask for help mm. and there's a level of you have to ask sex. for help <laughs> i mean no she shouldn't have been having sex and she should have been fucking smart enough to realize yeah. the first time to have fucking yeah. have contraception if you don't want to get pregnant yeah exactly like i don't know if it was a case of she didn't couldn't get an abortion because it was criminal it is criminalized yeah. in queensland that was the case that was the case okay. yeah then how did she get the first two no idea. They could have been backyard. They could have been anything. Oh god! That makes me. That makes my stomach. I mean. churn. Everything is fucking infuriating about this. Makes- and then that's the other infuriating, infuriating part is no sentencing is ridiculous oh, and yeah. so overkill. And the fact that the media and the and the judges just make an example out of her and start shaming her. Yeah. Oh, she must be. She must have murdered the baby because she's a slut. Yeah. Like who cares that she had. You know, 
that many. Well, it is a big deal that she had that many babies. Like she should have been taking precautions. But that's not like, a, re- a motive for murder. No, it's not. And it, they're just making a bloody example out of her. Yeah. This is, it's so infuriating. It's not a mo- being having lots of children is not a motive for killing one of them. No. I mean, I can totally, I can understand the whole, oh, she wanted to keep it at this facade, so she wanted to get rid of the babies. It's like, well, there was other ways to get rid of the baby other than yeah. killing it. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because she wanted to get rid of the baby, don't ju- jump straight to she killed it. Yeah. What have you got to say about that? Uh, many things. I know what, I'm going to find that documentary now that ABC did. I don't think she's guilty. And I'm also frustrated at the fact that they put so much effort into finding one kid when there's hundreds of other missing children. Yeah, and it's something that I was just having a quick scroll through, like, the further reading. Mm. I think there was a case where they thought they'd found, you know, grown-up baby Tegan, but yeah. did DNA tests and it wasn't yeah. wasn't her. So that's interesting as well. Yeah, so who is putting... Who's behind all the effort getting put right? into finding the baby? Is it the parents, the grandparents? Like, no, it's the government trying to find a reason to convict this... convict. Kelly. They've already convicted her. No, but like to make it worse. Oh. To go, oh, we've put so much effort into finding True, your child want, and we don't. can't find it. You must have killed her. Yeah, like, and we convicted you of murder and we can't be wrong. Yeah. Like we put so much effort into finding this child and you must have killed it. Yeah. Like we can't find her, so she must be yeah, dead. Yeah, they're just literally trying to make an example. Exactly. Kelly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, even though she's she's an idiot. She must be an idiot. That's all I can say. I mean, and what kind of person has five and children and not get contraception? Idiots. They're all idiots. But Does did she murder? No, no, probably not. No, she's I not don't fucking think she's smart enough. To I murder. don't think she murdered her. She's not smart enough. She's not smart enough, and I don't feel like that is enough motivation to kill a baby. That like, it's inconvenient. That it's inconvenient. No, I it's usually think... cases of infant, infant infanticide. Yeah, yeah. Infant homicide is usually due to the fact of, you know, hating the baby so much or, you know, it's... Or, like, severe postnatal depression. Yeah, and then um, stuff to do with breakups and revenge and all that kind of stuff. like Not because it's inconvenient. No, not because, oh, shit, I need to get this wedding and no one knows I'm pregnant on the, you know... On the golden child. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, like people don't just kill babies. Like people do snap and commit murder, but usually not with babies. People have. It's in. It's evolutionarily. What's it called? It doesn't make any sense on an evolutionary scale. No. For someone to just randomly kill a child just because it's inconvenient. Especially a couple of days old, because that yes. baby is evolutionarily meant to make look really cute. Like, oh, yeah. Look at that's them, disproportionate. And got the big, yeah, and they've got the big yeah. eyes and all that shit, yeah. and that's so, on purpose, so that yeah. people like them and want to care for them. Yeah, and it's the same with baby animals. It's the reason yeah. why we think baby animals with big eyes and big fa- round faces are cute, because they resemble baby humans. Okay. And so, yeah, and, and it's that's a an thing. evolutionary It's thing. totally yeah. a thing. If, to do with survival yeah, yeah like most people even if they don't want to have children even if they hate children will think a baby is cute because we are evolutionarily true. designed to think that true. way so we don't hurt them yeah and so we look after them yeah it's true i mean i don't like children but sure if one turned up on our doorstep or i found it in the fucking cabbage patch i'd be like yeah. oh okay i have to look after You're this cute. kid i guess i better, until, look, I better look after until you. somebody else exactly does. exactly like you don't like you don't just go oh yeah whatever and walk away no like and or, I don't understand. Or pull over in a taxi and be like, and dump your baby. Oh, okay, she got back in the car without the baby. Yeah, and I just don't. Okay, I'll yeah. keep driving to Manly. Yeah, like what? what the fuck? Yeah, and I just, yeah, I don't understand that whole 
like it's not a motivation to kill a child no it's no motive there where's the motive yeah i don't buy the whole motive of no, it being an inconvenience or wanting to be in the olympics and no it doesn't it's especially not. when she successfully you know adopted out the others and not to mention as well the psychiatrist said there's nothing wrong with it well, no, she doesn't have a psychological... No, she doesn't have a psychological disorder. Yeah. So, so in reality, you could think, okay, if she was psychologically unfit, yeah, that might mean that she did kill a baby mm. because there are cases of that happening. Yeah. But she was not psychologically unfit. So there's nothing really impeding her judgment there. Yeah, you but that can I mean? also go the other way too. Because yeah. if, you know, it's, oh, she's not psychologically unfit, therefore she's just awful and kill the baby yeah she's just whereas, you know when that happens yeah whereas when that happens especially to men who kill their families yeah it's like oh he was depressed yeah oh he was dealing with his wife being unwell therefore he killed his family poor but, like, how- he, but he was a top bloke where's the part was that says but oh, kelly she was, Lane she was, was a, a, lov- a lovely woman blah, yeah blah, blah. i know no, she was uh, she was awful and a this, slut yeah and she, she killed her baby slut, therefore she gets fucking 18 years in prison yeah. and that's where we'll leave that yeah making even more madder than i thought it would yeah i just yeah i just again it's the whole difference between the way that men and women are oh, portrayed in the media yes. and <laughs> I I'd like to think maybe it would have been different if she got you know if, if it was assigned a a female judge, but probably not. They're just There's not as that bad. many female judges, and they're just as bad. They're not probably not. They're probably still gonna think she was a murderer. No, probably not. Yeah. And and because slut shaming still happens, women on women, they still oh yeah for sure, especially yeah. back then. I mean, I mean, what year was she convicted? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, we've come a lot a long way it has, in eight years. Yeah, true. So, but has the has our as our legal system. Our legal system but in terms of a, a society we've kind of long way. yeah I guess so but no like slut shaming is still going to be a thing yeah. and even when you have female judges they're still going to be like yeah Ugh. I just if I wish I could just go back in time and tell her fucking take the pill like just take the yeah. pill just take it I don't care if you think it's going to make you worse at your sport you're either going to take the pill or have babies that you can't do anything with yeah like what like Mm. Maybe that's the reason why she didn't take the pill because she thought it would make her less oh, and, sport. Well, given that she's yeah quite a few, she's about six years older than me. Mm. I think she was born in seventy five. Um, and I know from being at school in a similar, in the same decade actually, sex education at school was fucking shit. Yeah, like it wasn't great. And I can imagine even being she went to a girls' school. Yeah, you can imagine girls' school in the nineties. They're mm. probably not going to be like. Hey, sex is okay. Make sure you oh, do this. I wasn't even told sex was no. okay as an adult. The, yeah, exactly. And you went to your school as a as a kid. We, oh, I think my school kind of did, but I went to a, a state school. Yeah. So you know they were kind of you know that's after my primary Catholic education. But yeah. in high school they were kind of like sex is going to happen, but this is the pill and this is what an IUD looks like. We and weren't then, even told that. Oh, we, we were. were just we weren't and told it in that frame. We were told it in this is the contraception methods done. Like they weren't we weren't told that sex is okay this is what to expect the only sort of evidence I ever got from family and like from anybody who taught me about sex ed was I got this book when I first learned about had the talk with my mum um in this book it did have a like one page spread about how sex is meant to feel good oh, okay and that was about the only extent I ever got of sex is one of the reasons people have sex is for pleasure oh. it's not about having children all the time no. 
like and there are many reasons people have sex and no i'm pretty sure yeah thinking back to um like year nine yeah sex education yeah. classes pretty much like sex is i don't think we've got to talk sex is made to feel good was like sex is going to happen yeah but um if you don't want to have children as a result this is yeah. what you should do so i can imagine yeah if yeah, had it been like, yeah, you went to a girls' school much later than that. I and did. You still weren't taught that this Not is the really. methods that you should do to avoid having well, children. The first sex is going to happen. We were, well, we were told these are the contraceptive methods, but we were never told it with the frame of that sex is going to happen. Exactly. Because in, in old girls' school land, sex isn't going to happen. Yeah, and that's what I mean. And she and Kelly Lane went to the Raven something girls school yeah. in the 90s yeah like earlier 90s yeah um you can imagine she definitely probably definitely was not told sex is going to happen no. she was probably no. already having the sex and funnily enough like people say they had the sex talk when they were like 11 mm. at my school they just did the period talk when we were 11 not the sex talk. yeah so they did this we didn't even really have a sex talk it was kind of just a thrust upon the parents which i think feel is like yeah, okay, the parents do have to talk to their kids about sex. But the school is also partially responsible. Yeah. I like, think schools are I think responsible. Yeah. Yeah. So we were given a period talk in year, f- in year five mm. because people had started getting their yeah. periods at that point. Yeah, same. I remember someone in my school, I think grade four or something, had gotten yeah. her periods. We had to have an emergency period. Oh, really? Because yeah. someone got their period? Yeah, like really four. early. Yeah. 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 I've heard stories of children getting their period at seven. Yeah. That's yeah, because the whole reason. It's a weight thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a weight thing. So when I was growing I remember up, this girl that yeah, who got her period, she was little. Yeah, like, she was tiny. Was yeah. she small? That's weird. She I might know. have had something hormonally wrong. Yeah, probably. Um, if you're hormonally, if your hormones are where they should be, puberty in both boys and girls is triggered by weight. Mm. So my mum, I was little when I was about nine or ten. Mum would make me weigh myself. Mm. And I didn't know why. She was just telling me about myself. I'm like, okay, whatever. Once you hit girls hit about 45 kilos, mm. that's when triggers pu- puberty is sort of mm. triggered at that point. And it's because what's happening is your body is relocating your weight. Mm. So it's moving your fat in women from from a relatively uniform, uniform distribution to have it all in your chest and in your hips and in your butt. Mm. So your body's fixing all that up okay. in preparation for children. Ugh. Once that's all done and the body thinks, yeah, we're ready to go, that's when your period starts. Yeah. Which is gross. But that's the way the period kind of works. It's evolution going, we're thinking about having kids now. We need to make sure the body's ready. Mm. Body's ready. Cool, let's go. Mine mine must have come quite late then. How old were you? What? How old were you? I would have been getting close to 13 okay but it would have been a long gone since passing 45 kilos it could have been again a hormone thing yeah and it also could have been as well the fact that your weight might not have been distributed correctly yeah true until that point yeah you might have been a big kid mm. but you might not have been where puberty wanted you to be yeah true that's um, true whereas I, I my hips widened until later yeah because yeah. your hips widen mm. when you when you start having yeah. periods um, I was it was like two weeks before my 12th birthday oh well yeah anyway thanks for that science science I have to end off with a little bit of science <laughs> for all of y'all was that dark or creepy I think it was maybe. societally dark yeah I think it was a good it's a good reflection on the way that the media and the legal system treats women mm-hmm. who have multiple children 
and with apparently multiple partners. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. it's interesting and dark in that way. Yeah. Where's all the finger pointing to the stupid men in her life? Yeah. God. Yeah. Why didn't you notice? Whereas I feel like there is a little bit of finger pointing towards women of men who do do something wrong like that. Yeah, I know, right? Why, why didn't you notice that your husband was depressed? Yeah. Why didn't you notice that he was going to kill your children? Yeah. Why didn't you notice that he ran uh, away with your kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so frustrating. Uh, All right. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> and we'll leave. And, yeah, well, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Are we saying bye? I don't know. Do we is, say this bye like, is, there, is there something else we've got to say? Oh, follow us on stuff. Yeah, follow us on stuff. Yes. Instagram, Instagram Twitter, Twitter. On the socials. Facebook. Become a patron. Suggest a page. You can listen to us everywhere, including YouTube and Spotify. Yeah. Um, if you're not already, I suppose you're listening to us now. But give us a like, something, rate us, five stars, four stars, eight stars, somewhere. Some Give us interactions. We want to talk to you. <laughs> yes, but you talk don't to, talk, talk to us. Talk to us, please. Just Thanks again to, to our patrons. Yeah, yeah. Become a patron, and you can suggest a page that we read, or even be on the show. Yeah, yeah. true that. Yeah, true that. All right, already. Alrighty, then we'll leave it there. See you later, everybody. That's what you say. What do I say? Bye. No. What do I say? See All right. See you. What? Next time. See you next time. I can't wait today. I'm tired. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>